0: Do you smell it? That smell. A kind of smelly smell. A smelly smell that smells. Smelly.
1: Sandiz is a French-Arabic film released in 2010, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Insandise tells the story of twins, Jean and Simon, who have to travel to the Middle East to find their brother they never knew they had and their father they thought was dead. They must do this in order to give their mother a proper burial after her untimely death. The film is available on Amazon Prime. Please consider watching the film and then join us for the discussion portion of the episode. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Now, while Marwa has passed away, Her twins Jean and Simon, meet their mother's friend and co-worker Jean Lebel and reads their mother's will who says she does not want a proper burial unless they travel to the Middle East and track down their brother they never knew existed and their father who was told was dead. Nawal also leaves two letters for them to deliver to each person they are trying to locate. Jean accepts but Simon is reluctant. The movie flashes back and reveals that Nawal is from a Christian Arab family. She falls in love with Wahab, whom Nawal's brothers do not approve of, because he is a refugee. Nawal's brothers kill Wahab, and they attempt to kill Nawal, but the grandmother stops them. Nawal reveals to her grandmother that she is pregnant. Nawal gives birth to a baby boy, but gives the baby away to an orphanage. Before the baby is taken to the orphanage, the grandmother tattoos three dots on the baby's heel. Nawal holds her baby and promises to find him one day. She soon starts a new life in the city of Tareksh. Years later, as she has started her new life in Daresh, a civil war breaks out, a war that Nawal opposes of. Due to this, she leaves the home and travels to her son's orphanage, only to find out that the orphanage has been bombed. Chamsidin, a Muslim militant, takes all the boys from the orphanage and turns them into child soldiers. Many years later, Nawal becomes a tutor for the son of a nationalist leader. She assassinates him and is thrown into prison. During her time in prison, she is tortured and raped by Abu Tarek thus becoming pregnant with the twins. Jeanne travels alone to Nawal's home country and slowly finds out about her mother's past. Simone joins her after Jean reveals to him that their mother had been raped in prison. With the help from Lebel, Simone meets Chamsidin, who reveals to Simone that his brother is named Nihad. However, Nihad was taken by Chamsidine as a boy, turned him into a soldier, and eventually trained him to be a torturer and changed his name to Abu Tariq, thus revealing that Jean and Simone were looking for the same person the entire time making Abu Tarek, their father, and their half-brother. The setting transitions to a day that Nawal and Jean go to a public pool. Nawal is in the pool and sees a heel with three dots tattooed on it, exactly how her baby boy had him. She gets out of the pool to talk to the person whom she thinks could be her son, only to find out that it was Abu Tariq. Upon realizing the truth of it all, she goes into shock and suffers a stroke that ended her life. Jean and Simon track down Abu Tariq, who has renamed as Nihad and relocated in Canada. They deliver the letters to him and leave without saying anything to him. He opens the first letter who is addressed to the father and rapist with words full of disdain. The second letter is addressed to the twins brother and is full of kind words. The film ends with Nihad at a cemetery looking down at Nawald's gravestone, realizing of all the atrocities he had done to his mother. You know, I took three years of French class in high school. I didn't learn shit in that class, but you'd think that in three years, that's more than enough for me to be able to pronounce shit a little more properly. Incendies? <laughs> incendies, but we're let's let's go incendies from now on. Yeah. So I don't bookture. The American tongue? Yeah. So apologies to the great Denis Villeneuve for bookturing his modern day master masterpiece in my eyes. So, welcome to episode number three of Beer in a Movie with the Side Boys. We're your hosts, I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. And with that, everyone, that was Incendies, one of my favorite movies of all time. And when the idea of this podcast came to be, this is the one movie I cannot wait to do. In fact, this is the one movie I envisioned doing first, but didn't work out like that. And I could not shut the fuck up about this movie. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. And we'll dive right into the plot. We'll give it the ranking. We'll do all that good shit. But none of this happens before we open up some beers. So, brother, let them know. What are we up for tonight? Uh, We are drinking St.
0: Polly Girl. It is a lager.
1: German lager. Yep. Right? So, let's taste it. I haven't had one of these in a long time. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, I love this shit, man.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. It's, uh, it also kind of reminds me of a Bex. Yeah. Similar. A little bit. Yeah. Similar, but, um,
1: I actually, I prefer this a little better. Yeah. So, I got a story actually. First time I had this, man. So, I got, uh, I got invited to this one party one time. It was like one of those, like, beer parties where you're supposed to bring, uh, a beer that no one has ever had, or you think no one has ever had. Yeah. So back then, I didn't wasn't an enthusiast, as I would as I would say. So and luckily, I was the only Mexican invited to this party. <laughs> so I just I just brought a, like Mexican beer. Modelo. No, I brought a <laughs> <laughs> I brought a Bohemia. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, Mexican pilsner, solid beer, mm-hmm. solid. So I brought that. People enjoyed it, and everybody else there, they had. They had beer that they would brew themselves. Oh, okay, but I would, I, I did, I honestly didn't like any of the beers. I had to pretend like they were good because I didn't want to be rude, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had friends that uh, were big home brewers yeah. uh, in the be- back of the day, and most of them came out like shit. So yeah, I can so, definitely relate.
1: So someone brought me one of these, a St. Pauli Girl, and enjoyed it. And I drank two, I drank three, and this is the beer I went back to. So then. I want to say about a few weeks later, I go to the store, go look for some St. Pauli girl, go out. Of, and I'm the type of person that just likes to go to the store, grab my shit and go home. Yep. I don't like wasting time, you know? I'm
0: the same exact way.
1: Yeah. So go to the store, find the St. Pauli girl, go back home and, you know, drink it up. And then, you know how I told you that I like to, when the beer tastes good, I like to take a swig and then look at the bottle so and say like, damn, that's good, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was doing that, dude. And... My dumb ass realized that I had bought in a fucking non-alcoholic uh, Same Paulie girl. Yeah. You know, I think I, I <laughs>
0: almost made the same mistake because I did see this at BevMo a couple weeks ago, and I was going to grab a towel pack, but I think it was, uh, I noticed that it was a non-alcoholic one. Yeah,
1: N-A, right? It just says N-A?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was North America. <laughs> North America,
1: dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And that's like the same shit as like going to the store and getting raisin oatmeal cookies. When you're trying to get chocolate chip. And my dumbass has done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to make it sound like I'm a dumbass, dude, but those are just honest mistakes. Dude. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. I don't think there's anything more disappointing than Fuck. taking a bite of a raisin, me, o- raisin oatmeal cookie.
1: Expecting chocolate chip. Yeah. Fucking Horrible, man. But yeah, that, that's my introduction to St. Polygirl give it a ranking bro I'll give it a solid three
0: um I would give it a 2.5 right in the middle of the road there it's drinkable (sighs) yeah um it's light it's not offensive what is the
1: ABV on this
0: it's gotta be around five right
1: yeah let me see it is a five right on the dot bro good shit Damn, look, looking at the ABV here, it was trying to fucking... Where's Waldo? You know, what the fuck is this? Can't see shit in yeah. this. Yeah, no, this is good, man. Uh, yeah. Quality beer? Uh-huh. Highly recommend it. Okay. How you going to get a St. Paulie Grill? All right, so after that swig, let's get into it. So, Incendies. So, this is a movie I recommended to you, brother. Yeah. And uh, what are your impressions of this? First um... Box the when i first
0: started watching it it was a little bit slow and i was mm-hmm. like easily distracted so i had to start it over a couple of times cuz i would uh, i would be looking at my uh my phone or something and then um i would get lost mm-hmm. so i was like what's going on so i restarted it and then i sat down and put my phone away and watched it and mm-hmm. um i i really enjoyed this movie it was um it was a good recommendation it like i said it started slow but it kept you interested as yeah. it progressed. Obviously,
1: yeah. It's I would say it's a slow burn. Uh, the thing that caught my interest interest in the beginning, though, was the uh, you know what the whole story re- revolves around. You know, so yeah. So let's get into the characters here. So let's start with Nawal. So this movie revolves around Nawal. She has passed away, and like imagine trying to put yourself in the shoes of these these twins, right? Simone and John, right? Your mother has just passed away. You're in mourning, right? So now you find out that to give your mom a proper burial, you got to go to the Middle East and go find your brother you never knew you had and your dad that you thought was dead. Yeah. That's a lot to digest. Mm-hmm. So from then on, I'm, I'm intrigued. You have my interest. Yeah. And what I liked about this movie was the casting of it because... You can do a lot with, or you can say that because there are parts in this movie where you're a little confused. Because I watched it and I thought I was watching Jean, but it was actually a young Nawal. Yeah. When it goes back to her life, so they actually made the actresses look like it could yeah they could be blee. be related. Uh, yeah. So I thought they did a good job on that. Mm-hmm. And. I I've never seen any of these other. I've seen uh, Lubna Azabal, the one who plays Nawal. I've seen her in one movie before. The rest of them I have not seen. I was very much impressed with all of them. They all did their job wonderfully. Yeah. Uh good things, man.
0: Yeah, I don't um I was unfamiliar with any of these actors.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Lubna Azabal was actually in a movie with Ben Foster? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's called Here Okay. I I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it, but I enjoyed it. Okay. You know how I am with foreign films, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I I I like Ben Foster.
1: Yeah. Damn good, dude. I remember him in uh, in a show in Walt uh Walt is the fuck am I doing? the Disney Channel, fuck. But I'm blanking on the name though. Ah, uh, that
0: sounds familiar.
1: Fuck. So it's cool seeing how he's progressed as an actor. Uh-huh. He's, he's a great actor. I what else did i see him in he oh in the remake of 310 Yuma, i believe he was in that yes yeah he was real good in that yeah but yeah let's let's go forward now all right so so it does flashbacks of uh, nawal's early life right so we find out that she lives in a city where they don't they, they give you like a a fictional city correct I da- think so. Daresh, I believe, is yeah. how you pronounce it. So, Christian, uh, Middle Eastern. So they make it gives you the impression that they're talking about Lebanon, mm-hmm. right? So the brothers of her do not approve of Wahab.
0: Yeah, he's the he's a refugee. A
1: refugee, correct? So because and is that it? Because like he wasn't the same religion, or I I don't know the definition of a refugee, honestly. Uh, but uh, but that's what I was guessing yeah he's yeah. uh
0: he's part of the uh, i forgot exactly what but yeah he's uh he's an outsider i guess right?
1: right right so they do not approve of him they fucking kill him dude yeah just shoot him they in they the face fucking shoot him and they're gonna they're gonna kill their own sister too yeah until on, the grandma killing st- yeah yeah until the grandma steps in uh-huh right
0: well, you know, actually, I when the grandma steps in, like, I thought the grandma was going to kill her, the way she was acting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
1: it's, I thought she did a wonderful job, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it gets fucking annoying when she rants and rants and rants. <laughs> but, you know, that means she did her job. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it tells her she's pregnant, starts sobbing, you know, and then goes into the the delivery of the baby many months later. Yep. Tattoos. The three dots on the heel.
0: Why did they do that? Did they
1: say? That, yeah. So what they what they were going to do is they're going to give the baby up to an orphanage, right? So yeah. to find them easily, they tattoo the dots because she held the baby in her arms and she said, I will find you. Okay. Right. So that's just what I'm thinking. Like it would be easier to find a kid if you tattoo like, because that's very unique. You're not going to find that on... Did and they really either,
0: go into why they they
1: gave the kid away?
0: It's just because like she's yeah she's unwed needed, mother
1: yeah she just needs to start a new life had a a baby with a with a refugee uh causes shame on the family gave the baby away to an orphan and start a new life yeah right so that's that's basically what it comes down to right so then and then it cuts back to Simone and John John is uh the one that's down to go to all lengths to find out the truth simon is reluctant to go uh like try to put yourself in his shoes you know what what would you do would you react like that
0: um you know i don't know honestly what what do you think
1: i I would want the truth yeah like i yeah go my dad is is dead and then that's what i grew up thinking no i want to meet this guy you know so i think it was a little fucked up that he made his sister go without him
0: well i think he was had a lot of anger right because uh, absolutely uh, uh and also you know he seemed like he probably thought like i haven't ever met my father anyway so i don't care you know because yeah. like, he obviously didn't want to be in my life i think that was that's,
1: that's fair to say too yeah i would still want to know the truth like, yeah why you know and then I I have a brother I never knew I had. Like I I would be interested in that. Yeah. You know. So, you know, Jean goes by herself and not to cut a whole whole lot about the plot, but the part where she meets the man who watched uh his mom in jail. Yeah. Right? Fuck, man. Like that that is a fucked up way of finding out that your mom was in prison. Yeah. You know? And the the
0: woman who sings
1: right and for for even that just to be like what the fuck like my mom was in prison in the middle east what the fuck did she do she was there for what 15 years 15 years and the man saw her for 13 of those 15 years yeah and fucking tells her that abu Tarek tortured her Mm -hmm. raped her so that's when she calls simon Right, which that's what I would think, like, I would, you know, if I'm Simone, I'm hearing this shit, all right, fuck it, I'm going over there, we're getting to the bottom, I'm like, I think what he said was, I'm here to get you, and we're going back home, we're going to bury your mom. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, I'm cutting a lot of the plot here, because I just want to get to the fucking, you know what part I'm talking about, you know? Because that part fucking shocked me, man.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like I saw it coming once, uh, Uh, once they... Or once Simone talks to the warlord.
1: Chamsidine, correct. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of uh, was thinking, but I was just like, no, that's too fucked up. It can't, that can't be, you know, (laughs) I I was kind of in denial of that because I said, there's no way this could fucking possibly happen. This is too fucked up. Yeah. You know, and we'll get into like the flaw parts of it later, but Uh it just, the way that uh, Abu Tariq had aged. Right, when you don't know quite yet and then you look back, he's like, Oh, this motherfucker looked pretty old. Yeah. You know, when when he started uh, torturing his own mom, little to his Yeah. Little did he know. You know, but
0: So I think he was supposed to be like he, he had was to, like a sniper, right? He was Yeah. They they fuck. showed that one scene where he was, you know, shooting the little kids. The kids, yeah. Which um I guess that was put in there so you could you can tell that you know. Obviously, he hasn't had the greatest life.
1: Yeah, that he's he's a savage, right? <laughs> yeah. The little little detail that while he was shooting, uh, you know, you could see the dots again. So you're like, okay, this kid's alive. Yeah. And he's a fucking sharpshooter now.
0: Yeah, because up until that point, we didn't even know if he if he was killed or not.
1: Correct. Correct. So, so up until yeah, like right there, bro. I'm I'm invested in this movie. I need to know more, yeah. you know. And then. To not get away from some of the other parts because like for 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 fuck's sake, the poster in this movie is the scene of the bombing of the not bombing, just the shoot up of the bus, right? Yeah, that was yeah. an intense scene. Oh, that was fucking intense, you know, to you know, just the the little girl saying, you know, mom. Yeah, you know, and then just shoot her without even with no second thought, just shoot her Ah, fucking got me, man. That yeah. was real fucking sad. Yep. What are uh what are your opinions on that scene, man? I mean, for for what it is, dude, shots and everything like that, acting? I think it was fucking crazy. Yeah,
0: I mean that was an interesting one because uh I wanted to see how she was gonna get out of that because obviously yeah. you know she doesn't die because then the movie would end, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, that yeah. was uh,
1: just had to pull out that cross, right?
0: Yeah, it's to say she was Christian.
1: Mm-hmm. So from that meets with uh people from that are opposed to this war that's going on, right? Yep. A lot of years pass. She becomes a tutor for the son of the the leader, correct? Yeah.
0: Of the of the of the rebels?
1: Yeah. No. Uh I think the rebels are who she joined yeah. with, right? Yeah. It's the other way. Right, correct. So 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 by that point you already know that some time has passed because you don't just do that the next following like the yeah. following week, right?
0: Yeah, she's obviously doing something.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, shoots the dude, gets put in prison. Yep. Right? So, and then you have to assume that by this point, Abu Tariq has already been hired, been trained to be a torturer, all this. Yeah, he
0: grew up as well. Yeah, he's grown
1: up. So, lady who sings, right? Yeah. Nothing can phase this woman. Bring in Abu Tariq, tortures her, rapes her time and time after time. Fucking horrible. Becomes pregnant Mm -hmm. with the kids. The twins, yeah, fucking brutal, man. Well,
0: I think that was it. You don't know that it was twins, right? Until or did they know they were twins?
1: No, it was until they were delivered, right? Yeah, and then uh, they were saying because they were gonna like throw them into a river, right? Yeah, you see that part? Yeah, and you can't throw the kids into the river. These are the kids from the lady who sings. Mm. Like she's got a reputation, you know. By that, yeah intense for me dude crazy yeah, so man. so to fast forward things a little bit uh simon finally gets to the middle east uh Jean lebel which is the friend of the the notary right correct he brings his friend to kind of proce- speed up the process of everything they're able yeah. to meet chamsidine and it, this is when shit just starts hitting the fan yeah which before i get there bro did you know that this movie was based on a play
0: no, I did it, not.
1: It was based on a play, and it's loosely based on the life of someone. And I tried to get research on this, because I, this could not have happened in real life. I hope it didn't. No, that's I don't brutal. think so. No, because it, it said it was loosely based on someone's life. You know, they added all that other stuff just for dramatics and stuff like that. Okay. But it's, fuck, that's way out of left field. Yeah. You know? So, Simone meets with Dean tells him everything, and then the part where he's in his hotel room and John gets there, oh, you have a fever, are you okay? And he says, one plus one makes one. And right there, bro, I'm starting to get goosebumps. I'm starting to react. I'm starting to say, like, okay, please don't let it be what I think it is.
0: Uh, At that point, I knew. Yeah, you did. I knew before that when he was talking to, because he was talking to the warlord, right? And he says that oh, you know, he was a sniper and then he became a torturer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, from, I, that's what me, I For me, bro, knew.
1: I was in denial. I said, <laughs> I can't be this fucked up. Yeah. You know? So, the I want to give a lot of props to the woman who played Jean because this is not a horror movie, but that shriek, that gasp that yeah, she does. Yeah,
0: that was uh, spot on.
1: Fuck. That got me so bad, dude. And I said, this is... That gasp is, is, is fucking better than anything I've seen in a lot of horror movies. Yeah. You know? And then it cuts to the fucking scene. The scene where this whole movie, the whole purpose of this movie revolves around this one scene. Right? Sean and her mother, they go to the public pool. Yep. Right? They go in. She's in the pool. She's at the very edge. She sees someone's feet. And she sees three dots tattooed on the same side that the her baby had gotten the tattoos yeah. from. So that's really fucking unique. That could only be one person in her mind. Yep. That's you know? her son. It's her son. So she says, Oh shit, I gotta get out of this pool. I gotta go see who this person is, and boom, it hits you. It's fucking Abu Tarek. Yeah,
0: as soon as he turns around. <sighs> and he doesn't he doesn't even recognize her. Right.
1: That's a flaw. That's a fucking flaw. If you Okay, of course we don't see what other what other people he had tortured. He had to have tortured other people, right? Couldn't just yeah. be her. But still, for years and years of torture, you should at least have a little bit of like this person looks familiar. Hey, it's like hey, you look familiar. Who are you? Do I know you? Well, maybe you know? I
0: think he he when he, his face he kind of like he made like a weird face that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he didn't recognize her,
1: right? And then, uh. I was about to call her Luna. <laughs> uh Nawal goes to her to go sit down. And that's when, you know complete shock. Yeah. And that forces she... her to go into her stroke. Yep. Uh, and then just seeing John and Simone just crying, realizing the truth that they the whole person they the people they were looking for was one person the entire time. Their father is their half brother. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> man.
0: Yeah, I guess the grandma was right in the beginning when she said uh, this family is cursed into darkness. Oh, you're right.
1: I've seen this movie close to ten times and I never put that together. Yeah. Damn good shit, bro. (laughs) Man, and then uh, so you know the whole thing of oh they relocated him in Canada. Yep. And stuff like so because they were able to track him down and they were in Canada. You know Jean and Simon they they give out the letters to him. You know, I, I thought it was so sad how uh, he was reading the letters. One addressed to the rapist and torturer. Mm. The one addressed to the son. Yes. Uh, oh. Just one full of disdain, the other one full of kind words. Uh, and then... Well, I think in both of them, she uh, she, she, forgave
0: him, right? Yeah, as a son. He, well, yeah, yeah, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think she forgave him... In the first letter, I gotta go back and watch it again. Yeah,
0: I think she she was harsh, but she wasn't like too cruel.
1: Fuck, it could have been worse. (laughs) You know, fuck, it's so brutal. But and I'll go out of my way and say this, bro. I've watched hundreds of movies, hundreds, maybe even close to a thousand. I don't know. Okay, but I've watched hundreds of movies. I've never cried watching a movie ever, ever, fucking ever. This one had me on the fucking verge of tears, man. Damn. Fucking had me. Can I tell you one movie that almost made me cry? Twice, actually? Which one? Fucking, don't laugh, bro, but Rocky 2. Oh, (laughs) I
0: think you told me that, yeah. (laughs) I remember, uh, Yeah, I don't even know if I, I think I've only seen the first Rocky all the way through.
1: Damn, the Rocky too, just because it's so inspirational to me. <laughs> I, I I've been to Philly, dude. I've been to Philly and I ran up the stairs. You, know, you ran the steps. Yeah, it, with, with the music in the bag. Uh, like the tiger? listening. No, no, not that one. The one where Rocky's actually running with the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, so that was inspir. That one almost had me crying. And then at the end, where he fucks up Apollo and he just. Fucking... Oh, spoiler alert. My bad, dude. You said you haven't watched it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and he just collapses on the trainer with the music in the back. Ah, fucking great. Almost cried watching that one. Damn. And Denis Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve, director of this movie, made another movie that almost made me cry too. We'll get into that a little later. But the part that almost had me in tears was the very fucking end, right? So, uh, Tarek or Nihad at this point, right? Oh, Nihad, yeah, Nihad May. of me. Right. So... He goes to the cemetery, there's his mother's uh, tombstone. So she, she got her proper burial. Yep. And he's just looking down, and he's just like saying, like, fuck. Yeah. I can't believe I've done this. Yeah, because he
0: was looking for his mother too at some yeah, point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, he had been looking for her, but he had no idea that he had been torturing her this whole time. Yeah, that's it. And, a... and then just the visual of him looking down, just saying, like, damn, I fucked this up so bad. And then the movie ends, says incendies in there, fucking credits roll. fuck Yeah, you know, I guess
0: that Punches you right in the gut. Yeah, that's interesting, because you have to understand that this guy is a torturer, right? So mm-hmm. he's done this to uh countless countless other women and, you know, yeah. men or whatever to. And he this is what actually disturbs him, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's really fucked up, right? He he raped and tortured his own mother, but mm-hmm. Like, did he not feel anything for any of the other people? You know what I mean? Like, he has to be on some level of a psychopath, right? Yeah. So, like, why would this really mm -hmm. fuck him up more, you know? Like, I feel like he would just be like, well, fuck it, you know?
1: Yeah. And to kind of echo what you were saying, dude, it's this guy's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. But, like, the thing is, though, he, he was fucking, like, taught to be this way. Yeah. He was a kid. Yep. Taken away. Orphanish got bombed. Yeah. You know, and his way of trying to find her was being the best sniper he could possibly... That's fucking brutal.
0: Yeah. Fuck.
1: But, you know, at the end when the credits roll and it fucking hit me in the gut, and I'm just like, damn, I can't wait to tell anybody and everybody about this movie. I loved it that fucking much. Yeah. And I, I bought the Blu-ray... And all my friends at work where I was working at the time, I would I would just straight up like go to them with the Blu-ray and I said, watch this. You'll thank me later. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think I let like a good five or six of my friends borrow the movie. Nice. And all of them said, yeah, they loved it. It's pretty messed up, but overall they loved it.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Um, I'm glad you recommended it. Thank uh, you, man. I, yeah. I never would have seen it otherwise. I'm not a big foreign film
1: guy. Yeah. So like... The way I stumbled upon this movie was, like, I watched the Oscars, right? Yeah. But, you know, I don't give a fuck what they're wearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watch it for the movies, right? Yeah. And the, for me, foreign films are just far superior than than American films because I think the plot in the movies are better. I think the acting is a little better, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, so, I always look into the best foreign film. Well, now they call it international film. Okay. So... So, looking back at it, man, this fucking year of movies uh, in this, for this Oscar, four out of the five movies I watched, fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, and this is the one I was rooting for because you know how they, they'll tell you the nominees and then they'll show you a clip, mm-hmm. right? So, this is the one that caught my eye and I said, okay, I'm going to check out the trailer for this fucking loved it man and then i read the comments too people were saying one plus one equals one and <laughs> i'm like what the fuck does that mean yeah i gotta check this out and you know it didn't win which that's the fucking oscars the academy never gets it right yeah <laughs> and then the movie that actually won was the one that i liked the least which one it, it was called in a better world from denmark wow yeah uh good movie uh i have it just wasn't as good as Incendies. And then another one was Beautiful. Oh, at, yeah. To watch that one with Javier Bardem. Yep. Fucking great. And yep. another one, fucking Doc Tooth from Yorgos Lantimos, a fucking amazing director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can guarantee you we'll be, we'll be discussing some of his movies. He is fucking fantastic. And I don't remember the other one. Yeah, but I was rooting for Incendies. Didn't win. But it caught my eye, loved it, and it's easily in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Nice, yeah.
0: All right, so, so I guess uh, we let's, should let's give, give it a, a rating, rating. brother. Yeah,
1: yep. go go for it, brother. Um, for me,
0: I would give this one. Um, hmm, I would say a solid eight for me. Solid.
1: Yes, that's, that's Dominator range. That's Elite range. That's an A. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
0: thought it was uh, shot really well. Um, it was a little slow oh, yeah. to start, mm-hmm. but... Uh, that's fair to say. It kept you interested um, oh, yeah. throughout. And then, obviously, the shock ending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we love it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man.
1: Fucked me up for a while.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, overall, you know, um, yeah. it was for me it was a solid 8 and cool. i recommend watching it. Cool. Well, what about I'm, you?
1: I'm going to give it a solid 9. A 9 out of 10 and awesome. I'll give you why. It was this is how close it was to being a 10 for me is that i thought the twist scene, right? Mm-hmm. I thought cuz again, the movie revolves around that scene. This movie doesn't happen. They don't go to the Middle East and finding everything for that scene, right? Yeah. So, I just thought it was just a massive, massive coincidence that they relocate Nihar all the way to Canada in the same city. They go to the pool on the same day. He has to be facing outwards that way. She needs to be in the pool and precisely that fucking uh, side mm-hmm. to find the three dots. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That's a massive, massive coincidence. But you
0: could also say maybe, maybe that's where, uh, like, a. St- a big refugee community was so maybe like it narrows it down yeah like in canada are. right because
1: mm-hmm. they have a whole like uh they have middle eastern people in toronto yeah. they have people like around the eastern canada right yeah so that's fair to say i just thought massive coincidence
0: yeah small too small a world
1: yeah yeah so i i dropped it down a whole star for that but overall fucking loved it a nine out of ten i love it and i uh, I, I raised my glass to fucking Danny Villeneuve for creating this because this, this is the movie that got me into his work. Gotcha. Yeah, and then really quickly, I just want to uh, go out of my way and say a couple films that Denis Villeneuve has done before we wrap this up. <clears throat> First one, please go out of your way and check out Prisoners. It is a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, I almost said Jack Human, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, as I said, that was pretty
0: good. Uh, I almost got tongue twisted there. In my yeah, it uh,
1: has Viola Davis, Terrence Howard, Paul Dano. Fucking great movie. Go out of your way and check that one out. Yeah. we already watched it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking great movie. Uh, there's another movie with Jake Gyllenhaal called Enemy. It's about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character finding his doppelganger and just a bunch of crazy shit happens. Oh, a very remember uh, Yeah, very underrated movie. I think it is on Netflix. That's where I checked it out from. So please go out of here and watch that. And the last one, I did mention that there was another movie that he did that almost made me cry. And that movie is Arrival. Oh, yeah. Fucking love that movie. I almost cried watching it. It has. This is the movie that got me into Amy Adams. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I had seen a bunch of her movies before. I wasn't really much of a fan.
0: I think she was in a lot of, uh, like, rom-com stuff, right? Yeah,
1: Catch Me If You Can. Oh, that's right. That's not a rom-com, but... That was was her first role,
0: I think, right? She was the the candy striper? Uh, The Uh, nurse, right? Wasn't she
1: a nurse? Or or was that just a fucking... Maybe, I gotta go back. Maybe and she watch
0: was it. A, the nurse. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, and let's see what she was in American Hustle. I wasn't too fond of that movie. Uh, yeah, I
0: remember watching that one, but I don't remember anything about it. So
1: after Arrival, she did a movie called Nocturnal Animals. Okay. Very good. Hmm. I would recommend that one. But yeah, Arrival, fucking great movie. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker. Go out of your way and watch it. The reason I like that movie, dude, is because. Uh, you know, those movies where the, the alien's always like a fucking creature that just wants to kill humans, you know? Yeah. You know, alien fucking uh, signs. War of the know? world. Right. The uh, every Basically everything except for E.T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And so in this movie, uh, the, the aliens don't want to hurt anyone. They just want to give a message. Yeah. That's it. They just want to send a message. That's it. And Amy Adams' character is there too send that message out. Fucking great movie. I loved it. So, if you heard that, please go out of your way, watch those movies. I highly recommend them. Fucking great. So, anything else to wrap it up, brother? Um, no. I think we've pretty much covered covered everything. Alrighty. So, with that said, thank you guys so much for watching, or listening, I'm sorry. Easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, please join us next week. we got another fucking great movie that we're going to be reviewing. Another personal favorite of mine. So check out for that, dropping on a Sunday. And remember to be kind to one another. And peace, everyone. Much love to you all. See you later. for listening to us please join us next week as we tackle another movie it's a controversial one but a damn good one that movie will be Requiem for a Dream movie directed by Darren Aronofsky please go out of your way to watch the movie and then join us for the discussion portion love to all and bottom up.